Welcome to the Destiny Church 217 podcast, where we share the sermon of the week from Destiny Church. After the message, check out the show notes for links and more information on how to get connected with Destiny. Let's get into the message. How many here today are ready to hear from God? Amen. I know, I know you've given me a wonderful welcome, but I, I've been there praying and saying, God, they don't want to hear from me. They want to hear from you. And I believe that God is going to help us this morning. Uh, this, uh, this morning, I, I'm going to go where I can only remember going a few times in the past. In the, and I want to talk to you about generational blessings and generational curses. Uh, and for many of you here, this will be such an important word. And, and I say that because I know that the enemy of our souls will now try to distract some of you, um, will even cause you to feel uncomfortable and to feel that you need to leave the room, that you need to get out of here. Now, let me just add, if you do need to go to the restroom, don't be afraid to get up because I've said that, all right? Just go. Okay. I, I say that as an old man because it always, it does happen, but... Um, <laughs> But the fact is this, that I know that the enemy hates this word that I'm going to bring this morning. Uh, and I believe that people are going to be set free. You're going to leave here different than when you came in. Uh, and God is going to bring a freedom to you that maybe you haven't experienced before I haven't experienced for a long time. You see, I want you to make a commitment right now. Lord, even if I feel uncomfortable by what I'm hearing, even if it is that the enemy causes me to want to feel to get out of the room and to get out of this place, I'm going to resist that and I'm going to stay to the end and I promise you will not be disappointed and um, you will find that you've not wasted your time. I want to go this morning to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 27, way back in the Old Testament. Testament. Um, one of my favorite books in the Bible is the book of Deuteronomy and Deuteronomy chapter 27. Now, as you go there, um, I want to talk to people this morning that are fighting things in your life that you don't fully understand what is going on. Uh, someone here that, that um, you are someone that you uh, feel you're going to succeed and there is always something that intervenes and blocks the way and you can never seem to get on. You can never seem to break through uh, to reach the success that you feel you ought to be reaching. Others here today, you feel um, inside that you are not a complete person that you are not at the place of being completely free and, and in the place where you feel that you can't serve the Lord as you really know you should be serving. There is something inside you that causes you to hold back and not to fully commit and not to give yourself fully and for you to be the way that you wish you could be yeah. There may be others here today, I know there are, that um, you find um, that um, you're never quite able to quit that addiction. Uh, it, it may be drink, it may be drugs, it may be sexual sin, it may be pornography, it may be eating habits. Uh, and let me just break in here, seven years married, isn't that an amazing thing? 
All right. You know, a week ago, yes, he's worthy of that. That's just for your wife putting up with you, but. <laughs> a week ago last Friday, uh, we celebrated 50 years of being married. All right. <laughs> All that he said was absolutely true, and um, I've, I've started putting my thing the other side as well, if, <laughs> amongst a lot of other things. Uh, you've only just begun. <laughs> Once you start doing it, you'll keep on doing it. All right. And so um, I was talking about addictions and um, eating habits, habitual Lying, how many know that are people who are gripped by habitual lying and, uh, and uh, other uh, things, people who are continually depressed, people who are continually dealing with mental disorders that you just can't seem to break out of. I, I want to say to you that many of the things that you are dealing with are the results of generational curses that have come upon your life, and maybe not by what you have done, but things that may go back for a long, long time in your families. And, and the fact is this, that God wants to step in on that. Curses that have been passed down from generation to generation to generation. Curses that may go back hundreds of years. And uh, they have to be broken. You know, I, I believe that God has shown me that there are people here who have curses over our lives, uh, your lives uh, and they are affecting your families right now. And actually, they've affected your families for a very long time. I believe that God has uh, just given an authority to now come against those and to reverse the curse. And uh, you can, this morning, pass from a curse to a blessing. And, and that's what I want to happen for you. Now, there are some people I need to add that walk in generational blessing. Um, and uh, I, I, I believe that I do. And I'll explain why that. I'm not saying that in pride. I'm saying it because of what I've come to believe. You see, I believe that I have walked in the blessing of God in many ways because of my forefathers. Uh, that goes back, uh, way back. You know, they decided to trace our family tree. And, um, and you know, uh, uh, with the name King, well, you think there's some royalty about here, you know. <laughs> well, well, of course, way back, way back, way back, the, I, I, I was uh, royalty. I, you know, I belonged to royalty. Well, in fact, what they found was that centuries ago, um, it, it was in, in the days of old, you know. Um, now, I know you talk about America being old, but the United Kingdom is way older. All right, you're just young kids on the block here, right? But <laughs> centuries ago, and I'm talking 12th, 13th century, traced our name back, and they found that the king way back, and, and what it was way back when days of old, when knights were bold, 
It was that kings used to throw on great entertainment and they used to bring in what they called court jesters and their name was king. And I come from a great line of court jesters known as king. But when they got to about the 13th century, they found this. There was a guy named John King who was the prince of preachers. That's what it said. John King, prince of preachers. <laughs> I, I just pray I live up to his name. But the thing is this. I believe that my blessing started with that guy. And that it was, it's been passed down generation to generation. And so when the blessing of God comes upon you, it not only affects you, it's now going to affect the generations that are going to come. The change that will come when you move from a curse to a blessing will not only be freedom to you, it's going to bless others and it will get passed on to your children and your grandchildren and their children and their children until Jesus comes again. And so we're talking about important stuff. And the fact is that there are people here today that need to know this freedom uh, and, um, and, uh, and the reason is that there are people living under curses that need breaking, and we'll do that today. And we'll break them, and um, from here on out, your children will thank God for that day. Not when John King came, but when God came. And he broke in and broke the chains of the past and broke the, the curses of the past from off your shoulders. Now, Deuteronomy 27. And um, Israel are coming out of Egypt, having been in bondage there, been slaves for over 400 years. And God was releasing them to a new life in the promised land. And they come out and he got them to pronounce 12 curses that could come upon them if they disobeyed God. And um, I want to go through not all of them today, but I want to talk about a few of them to just lay a foundation of what I want to see happen. And, and I believe that the ones that I mentioned may be the reason for your problems here today. The first one that is mentioned is idolatry. Verse 15 of Deuteronomy 27. Cursed is the one who makes a carved or molded image an abomination to the Lord, the work of the hands of the craftsman, and sets it up in secret. And all the people shall answer and say, Amen. Now, as you go through these curses, that lines in all the time, and the people shall answer and say amen. I, I realize, as I read that again this week, that that's the reason we often hear preachers say, and all the people said, amen. that's where it comes from. And, and so it starts with idolatry. The next thing that's mentioned is the disrespecting of parents. Verse 16, cursed is the one who treats his father and his mother with contempt, and all the people shall say, Amen. I can't tell you how many people have had their lives straightened out when they've straightened out 
their attitudes to their parents. And, and, and don't think I'm just talking to young people and children here today. I'm talking to you. And, and, and the fact is that um, uh, it doesn't mean that you agree with them or that you condone their lifestyles and the things that they have done and the decisions that they make. But what it means is this, is that you respect the ones who brought you into the world, whoever they are and whatever they have done, you thank God for the fact that they brought you into the world. And, and um, I, I spoke this once and, and uh, one guy, straight after service, he traveled a thousand miles and he knelt down at the graveside of his father and mother who he had disrespected and abused. And, and he there confessed his sin and, and begged forgiveness of God and forgiveness of them. And he told me afterwards that as he got up on his feet, he nearly took off because a weight had gone off him. The chains had broken from him and he was totally set free into a new freedom that he had not known before. Listen, friends, I know people saved and walking with God but they don't have the blessing of God upon their lives and they will not live under the blessing of God uh, while it is that they have disrespected their parents, abused their parents, talked bad about their parents uh, and have, have really uh, walked away from their parents uh, and they say, I can't go back there, I can't deal with that. Oh no, you must, you must because it's God that is speaking this uh, and, and even if it is you can't agree with whatever went on, you thank God they were the ones that brought you into this world and you may have massive problems with them, but you need to obey the word of God and to say, God, you wanted me on this planet and you used them to bring me onto this planet. And now I honor them for that fact, if only that fact. And I give you praise and honor that I'm alive today. Huh. The next thing that will bring a generational curse is injustice to the weak and the helpless. Verse 19, cursed is the one who perverts the justice due, the stranger, the fatherless and the widow. And all the people shall say, amen. You know, do a Google search sometime on the curse of Tippencanu. Uh, in 1840, American Indians who got sick of the way that the government was treating them by breaking land treaties and deals, uh, they put a curse on the White House. Uh, and the curse was that every president elected in a 20th year, so that would mean if they were elected in 1840, 1860, 1880, and so on, they would die in office. And if you trace it back from 1840 to 1960, every president elected in a 20th year, 
died while in office, either, either from disease or from being assassinated, including President Lincoln, elected in 1860, right up to John F. Kennedy, who was elected in 1960 and assassinated in 1963. Every president elected in the 20th year died in office until President Reagan. He got elected in 1980. And a group of pastors got together and having looked at all this, they pleaded with God to break the curse. And although there was an assassination attempt on Reagan's life and the bullet went within an inch of his heart, he never died and the curse was broken. And since then, no president elected in the 20th year has died. Hey, listen, friends, we're talking about real stuff here today. Uh, We're not talking about pretend stuff. If you treated... Or your forefathers acted with injustice against the poor and the marginalized. Uh, it will bring a curse on your life. And, and it, will, it will need repenting of and getting that curse broken. See, that's what I love when you talk about dream centers. It is that now you're majoring in on people who need God and need justice and need marginalization to be broken. I believe with all my heart, uh, friends, you've got to hear me on this, I believe with all my heart that no Christian can hold their head up when they are now marginalizing people that they don't like, maybe for the color of the skin or the place that they've come from. And I know you're, you're battling difficult things on our southern border and everything else. But listen, friends, as far as God is concerned, he is saying, I want you to love the poor and the broken and the marginalized. I want you to treat them with justice I don't want you to treat them wrongly yeah. and that's why I love that Dream Center Springfield is coming into being and you let me remind you need to invest in it so if you look back and you say my family were involved in some bad stuff back then I, I want to tell you that that curse needs to be broken from your life uh, and, and it is that you, you, you may have, have slipped into this place that some Christians do when they, they look on the poor and the broken and they say, yes, that's where all the crime is and that's where all the murders are and that's where the guns are. And, that's, and, and when you slip into that, friends, you are slipping into a place that God does not want you to go. He says, I want you to love the poor and the marginalized. I want you to take them in your arms and love them. I don't want you to condemn them. Leave the judgment part to God you love. The next reason for a curse coming upon a person and then handed down through the generations is the curse from illicit or unnatural sex. Listen to verse 20 down to verse 23. Cursed is the one who lies with his father's wife because he has uncovered his father's bed. And all the people shall say amen, or we agree. Cursed is the one who lies with any kind of animal, and all the people shall say amen. 
Cursed is the one who lies with his sister, the daughter of his father, or the daughter of his mother, and all the people shall say, Amen. Cursed is the one who lies with his mother-in-law. Now that's a thought, isn't it? Wow. And all the people shall say, Amen. Leviticus chapter 18 and verse 22 says, you shall not lie with a male as with a woman. It is an abomination. Uh-huh. The word abomination is the strongest word of God's judgment ever in the Bible, denouncing uh, sin. It is the strongest word. In Leviticus, you have it, you shall not live, lie with a male as with a woman. And I would say it's the other way too. It's an abomination. Huh. God's wrath burns against sexual sin. Uh, in scripture, more than any other sins, and also points out that it brings physical sickness. I found that when people confess sexual sin and, um, and have broke the curse of sexual sin from off their lives, uh, that generational curse that may have come from illicit things that went on in your family way back and that you may have been involved in or you may have not, but you know it's out there, you know. It's unspoken stuff that, that you get to hear about. It's the secrets of the family. Well, listen, you can't afford to walk under that curse. And what I found is this, that when people are broken free from the curse of sexual sin, the fact is their bodies get well. All right, now, now don't, don't get me wrong. I don't want you leaving here saying that John King said that sin brings sickness. <laughs> I want to tell you it does in some areas, but not all areas. Huh. Maybe that's the curse that needs breaking from your life. And now it gets a little bit quiet and uncomfortable. <laughs> Let me go on. Uh, leaving that scripture right now, I, I want to say that um, there are curses that come from words that are spoken. Um, words like, you're no good. Words like, you'll never make it. Words like, you're dumb. And words like, you're a mistake. I was a young boy, 10 years of age, and I, I was playing cricket. All right, you won't know what that is, all right? <laughs> and someone said, it's like baseball. Well, I just don't understand baseball. But the thing is, I was playing cricket with my brothers, and... and, um, and uh, one of them hit the ball, and if you catch it, they're out, like, you know. So he hit the ball, and I, I ran, and it, and it fell through my hands. And one of my brothers said this. He said, you're hopeless. He said, you might as well know. They didn't really want you, you know. You were a mistake. And, and, and I, I, I found out that I was a twinkle in my mum and dad's eye, but they didn't expect another baby coming along, and I wasn't expected. I was a little surprised. 
little being the <laughs> exact word. Uh, but you know, I, I had to come before the Lord years later, and, and actually uh, it came from this. My brother came to me and he said, I was wrong that day. When I spoke those words, I should never, ever have told you that. I want you to forgive me. And, and he did, and I slapped him. And, uh, no, I, <laughs> no I, I embraced him. But I had to get before the Lord and say, God, that's affecting me. Uh, it began to affect every area of my life in the sense that uh, I really wasn't wanted, and I'm not going to be wanted and now that spreads and now you think I'm never going to make it and on and on. No, it had to be broken. There are words that have ruined your life. And now you may be even saying the same words to your kids or maybe your grandkids. And, 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 and it is that it will ruin their lives and the curse is then carried on. There, there are curses that we flippantly throw out there when we're in anger or temper and things that we regret saying, but once they stick, they stick. And some of you have had words like that stick on you and you need to be set free from that. And then there are self-imposed curses. Words like, I wish I was dead. Words like, I am no good. Words like, I am useless. And on and on and on it goes. And curses now not only affecting you, but affecting your family. Because how many know when we're living under a curse, it now begins to affect everybody around us. And we find that they, they say, well, that's so-and-so. That's how she is. That's how he is. Well, listen, we're going to stop that and say, no, we're breaking that curse. I'm going to be who God wants me to be. I'm going to be the man, the woman of God that he wants me to be. Now I want to show you how you can pass from a curse to a blessing. Go to Deuteronomy 28 now please. Am I alright on time here? Okay. Everybody happy? Alright. In this chapter, chapter 28, there are 68 verses 14 of them recount blessings and 54 recount curses. So let me read to you about the blessings. And I want to read this from the Message Bible. I felt it put it better. This is, this is what it says. Deuteronomy 28 verse 1. If you listen obediently to the voice of God your God and heartily obey his commandments that I command you today, God your God will place you on high. High above all the nations of the world and these blessings will come down on you and spread out beyond you because you have responded to the voice of God, your God. God's blessings inside the city. That's just great what you did for Springfield and uh, the cities we were from this morning. It's God's will to bless this city. That's why you are here. 
God's blessing inside the city, God's blessing in the country, God's blessing on your children and crops of your land, the young of your livestock, the calves of your herd, the lambs of your flocks, God's blessing on your basket and bread bowl, God's blessing in your coming in, God's blessing in your going out. God will defeat your enemies who attack you. They'll come at you at one road and run away on seven roads. God will order a blessing on your barns and workplaces. He will bless you in the land that God, your God is giving you. God will form you as a people holy to him just as he promised you. If you keep his commandments, the commandments of God, your God, and live the way he has shown you, all the peoples of the earth will see you living under the name of God and hold you in respectful awe. God will lavish you with good things, children from your womb, offspring from your animals, crops from your land, the land that God promised your ancestors he would give you. God will throw open the doors of his sky vaults and pour rain on your land on schedule and bless the work to take in hand. You will lend to many nations but yourselves will have, not, won't have to take out a loan. God will make you the head and not the tail. You will always be the top dog, never the bottom dog. As you obediently listen to and diligently keep the commands of God, your God, that I am commanding you today. Don't swerve an inch to the right or to the left from the words that I command you today by going off and following and worshiping other gods. And all the people said, Amen. Hallelujah. So throughout the scripture, the golden rule of knowing God's blessings on your life comes from a decision to love and obey God and his word. Uh, verse one and two again, I'll read it to you. If you listen obediently to the voice of God, your God, and heartily obey all his commands that I command you today, God, your God will place you on high, high above all the nations of the world. And these blessings will come down on you and spread out beyond you to your children and your grandchildren and every one of your friends and those who are your relatives. It will just flow out from you because you have responded to the the voice of God, your God. Now listen carefully. You may be a Christian here today, but living under a curse. A curse that may have been in your family for generations. Listen to this verse. Galatians chapter 3.13. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. Oh, oh, at the cross, friends, at the cross, Jesus died to redeem us back from Satan and now to break the curse from off our lives. And we have to ask God to break every curse that have been on our lives because of our sin and curses that have been passed down from generation to generation. It is that I think that every new Christian ought to be encouraged with this, that they should say, oh God, I thank you for what Jesus did on the cross. And now I pray that you will break the curse from the generations of my family in the past and everything that I've been involved in and been doing, I pray you will break the curse from off me. Oh yes, 
the curses that hold you back from success, the curses that hold you back from achieving all that God wants you to achieve, the curses that now cause you to stumble when you should be moving forward. And so we need to open our hearts to God's blessing on our lives. The scriptures are very clear that if we follow the direction and listen to God's word. Hey, lots of people look for words of prophecy and they forget they're holding the greatest words of prophecy in their hands when they hold the Bible in their hands. Peter says it's the most sure word of prophecy. And 90%, oh, let me go further. 98% of all your problems would be solved if you'd only obey what the scriptures say. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Deuteronomy 28 carries the list of blessings. Let me just review them under a few headings. First of all, exaltation, you will be lifted up. It talks about being the head and not the tail. As being the head, making decisions, looking forward to a great future. While the tail gets dragged around anywhere the devil wants to take you. You will be the head and not the tail. Now that's the blessing of God that will come. So now you'll make good decisions and you'll make good choices and you break with the curses of the past. Other than that, you're dragged around like a tail of Satan. And then it says there will be blessings in your health. And it talks about reproductiveness, reproducing blessings wherever you go and in every area of your life. I have found this, that there have been people who have, uh, women who have been wanting uh, to have a baby and they haven't been able to get pregnant and, and, and we've had these breaking of curses and, and suddenly there's a baby on the way. Now, now, I'm not going to say that's going to happen, but I tell you it has happened. Then it talks not only about reproductiveness, but prosperity, enough and more to live on and be able to give away to Springfield Dream Center. I'm sure it's in there. It says that in the scriptures. It says you'll have victory over your enemies, enemies that have controlled your life right up until this morning. Enemies that have gripped you and said, you may think this Jesus can set you free, but I've got you. Enemies that, that cause you to be frauds. Ah, what, what do I mean by that? How many know there are Christians walking about and they're frauds? They're one thing here, they're another thing out there. Uh, and their families know it and they look on them and they say, if that's been a Christian, I don't want it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the fact is he'll give you victory over that, it says. And then it says, you will know God's favor. How many want to walk under the favor of God this morning? Oh yeah, I want God's favor on my life. It doesn't mean I'll be without problems and difficulties. Huh. I, I want to tell you this. There's a lot of stuff happening in America and around the world today that I don't like. I don't know about you, I don't like it. All right, but I was coming in this morning and I was worshiping on my way here and, uh, and singing away, you know, and I suddenly sung a line that said, this world is not my home. And it suddenly gripped me. Uh, hey, hey, this is still enemy territory that we're in. 
All right, yeah. Oh, oh, and you need to know the prince of this world is still ruling all that's going on. That's why some of the crazy things are happening. And you begin to think, what are they thinking to allow this to happen? But I want to tell you, the prince of this world is getting more and more active. But this world is not our home. We're only passing through. I want to tell you, in the midst of a world in the grip of Satan, you can live under the favor of God. And you keep God central and you love Jesus with all your heart, soul, mind and strength. Now, if this morning you feel that God is speaking to you, others may feel tired and you want to leave. I have that effect every time I preach. <laughs> but it happens a lot when I preach this stuff. And, and um, right now I am going to challenge you to choose life and blessing and to break the curse from your life. Listen to Deuteronomy chapter 30 now, verse 19 and 20. Uh, and, uh, and really Moses is speaking, but I, I use it here for this morning. I call heaven and earth to witness today against you that I've set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life that both you and your descendants may live, that you may love the Lord your God and that you may obey his voice and that you may cling to him for he is your life and length of days. So here, what we must do, we must confess our faith in Christ. You are my God and you are the Lord of my life. I'm not play-acting religion, God. You are my God. And you are the Lord of my life. Commit yourself to obedience to God and his word. Confess any known sin in your life that you know is in your life or that has been passed down by your ancestors and they were caught up in that sin. Here's a biggie. Forgive all other people that you need to forgive. Forgiveness is the greatest stronghold that causes curses to come on people. When you will not forgive, you resist forgiving those who have hurt you, you now will open up your life to curses like you've never seen. And Jesus said, when you stand to pray with unforgiveness towards anyone, your prayers will not be heard. Jesus said that. It's in the book. It's in the red. And then renounce all connection with anything occultist. Get rid from your homes of anything connected with the occult. Stop going to palm readers. Stop reading your stars. I know Christians that live by their stars. I live by the star of Jesus. Amen. Get rid of, rid of that Ouija board. Get it out of your house. It's cursing your house. It's not a harmful game. It's a devilish thing. Get rid of it. You know, renounce means to ask God to forgive and to pledge no allegiance to Satan and satanic things. 
When you renounce, you say, I'm renouncing my past. I'm renouncing the things that I had hold of. And now I break free by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. Release yourself from the curse. Jesus said, whoever releases whatever we release on earth will be released in heaven. That's what Jesus said. Simply saying, I release myself from the curse that has held my life. Um, We're going to pray in a moment. And uh, I've got um, a minute. You're going out late this morning, all right? Not, Not a lot late. I won't be five minutes Uh, I always say five minutes and a piece of elastic. But (laughs) it's a terrible thing to to have to ask in a church, but can I ask you to be honest to God and to yourself this morning? And if God has spoke to you and you say, I've got to do something with this word and I can't leave this place until I do something with this word. If that's you, will you stand right now? If God has spoke to you and you say, I've got to respond to this. That's right. That's right. God told me to hold and to uh, not move on yet because... He tells me that some of you are battling your pride right now. Uh, You don't want others to see you standing. Uh, It'd be good for you to get up right now. That's right. He knows. He knows you. He knows you better than you know yourself. He's not looking to hammer you. I'm reading through the Bible this year with our church. We're all reading through the Bible and... uh, This morning we were in Psalm 118 as one of the readings. And uh, John chapter 11, I think it's still in chapter 11. But uh, it said said of this of Jesus that there were many who believed on him but did not follow him because they loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. Oh, uh, If you're sitting down now because you're afraid of what people will think, you love the praise of men more than the praise of God. So this is my last time I ask you, if if God has spoke to you, please stand right now. It's a matter of life and death, not only for you, but your family and your children and your grandchildren and their children to come. And we're going to pray a prayer of release. I think uh, it's going to be on the screen. Could we, is it, is it on the screen yet? Yeah. All right, I want you to uh, read this with me. Okay. I, I, I'm taking it the same on my notes as is on the screen. So uh, I want you to pray this prayer. So you've got to pray with your eyes open. You know, it's not a rule of scripture that you close your eyes to pray, all right? It's a good idea because it shuts you in with God. But right now, keep your eyes open or else you won't be able to pray the words. It's, uh... All right. At different points, I'm going to stop. And when I stop, I want you to stop uh, because I want to I wanna ask you to do something. All right. So here we go. This is the prayer that has set thousands free. Thousands free. 
All right, let's go. One, two, three. Lord Jesus Christ, I believe that you are the Son of God and the only way to God. I believe you died for my sin and arose from the dead. I renounce all my sin and I turn to you, Lord Jesus, for forgiveness. Stop there. I want you to now close your eyes and I want you quietly, not out loud, to just renounce any known sin in your life. He knows about it, so you're not telling him something new, but tell him, I renounce it. Let's move on. From now on, I will live my life for you. I want to hear your voice. I want to do what you tell me. In order to receive your blessing, Lord, and to be released from the curse over me, I confess any known sin committed by me or my ancestors or others in my family. Stop. Now, anything that has been whispers, anything that has come down from the past of sins that have been handed down even, I want you to confess those sins and say, God, I may not be those people, but right now I break the curse that that has brought over my life. And mention those people and sin, if you can remember them. God will bring them to your mind, by the way. Right now, tell him. Let's go on. I believe you have forgiven everything I have confessed. Lord, I also say that I forgive all other persons who have wronged, uh, wronged me. In particular, I forgive. Now, I want you to forgive those who have wronged you, hurt you. Even if they're dead, I want you to forgive them right now. Mention their name and say, God, I forgive them for hurting me. They may have hurt you and harmed you physically or with words. Say, God, I forgive them. Let's go on. We're down to Lord Jesus, right? Lord Jesus, I renounce all contact with any persons or things of Satan or of the occult. I promise to remove from my home any occult objects or things that honor Satan and dishonor Jesus Christ. Now, Lord Jesus, I thank you that on the cross you took my sin and took my curse so that I might receive your blessing. And all the people said, Amen. 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 Come on, give him praise right now. Come on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, in the name of Jesus, I come against every voice of the enemy that would bring doubt and fear and anxiety, any voice of the enemy that would say that this has not happened today and you're going to walk back out and it's going to be the same. I break that lie from your mind in the name of Jesus. I set you free by the name and the blood of Jesus Christ. And now who the Son of God sets free 
free is free indeed. I send you from this place with God's blessing and favor upon your life and all the people said, Amen. Amen. As we conclude this podcast, we want to take a moment to say thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this message, please consider subscribing to receive our weekly podcast on your device. Check out the show notes for links to our website, more information about this message, or to support our ministry. You've been listening to the Destiny Church 217 Podcast, your place for real, relevant relationships.